This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It's Tuesday, 18 April, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's tax day. I know you're excited about this. Look, we had Robbie Starbuck on uh, last week. And, you know, we've had uh, uh, Landon Starbuck, his wife, that, that runs um, a, a, one of these centers, a group that looks at the uh, trafficking of, of, uh, of ch children and, and, and women and all that. Robbie had a uh, very disturbing report in this video that was amazing from Bahrain, I guess one of the, the naval base there, about these DOD personnel. And maybe we'll get that ready and we'll play that later, in the, at least part of it. Uh, later in this uh, in the show, but I've asked Robbie and Landon to come on, and really we're going to be here for the the show. I'm going to be doing news and some analysis on other topics, but I want them here for the hour to go through this. Robbie, here's the reason I want to have you on: is that afterwards you were nice enough to share some other articles, other stuff you and Landon are, are working on. But this is just not an isolated problem to 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 Bahrain. This is not a isolated problem to the Navy. This is essentially DODY. And when you see the, the arrogance of the Bahrain, and we'll play that so the people can get a, a sense of that, you see the arrogance of the commander, lieutenant commander, that was given the news to, to, the, to the sailors and the military personnel at the base in Bahrain. It's so arrogant. It's so in the control about your children. So I want you and Landon, just take, take as much time as you need. To, to walk us through exactly what this problem is in its entire DOD, it's every service. I want you to take, explain to our audience what this issue is uh, about. I, you know, it's, it's really the, the, the military and the government stepping in the middle of a, a child-parent relationship at its most fundamental, sir. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just tragic what we're seeing here. When I had such a high-ranking person come to me and say, look, we need to make sure people understand what's going on because this is wrong. I, I looked at this and I said, this has got to be an isolated incident. There's no way this has got to be one woke person, because you can tell in the video, the person delivering all of this is an extremely woke person. And to give you know, an indication of that, she shut down her Facebook profile now, because I also put out there, you know, this is somebody who after January 6th said they needed a mental health day on January 7th, and they were afraid that white Navy sailors were not going to allow her to see their children because of her perceived racism of white people. So this is clearly a woke person. However, my hope did not come true. It is not just an isolated incident. I then got reports from people. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hang on, hold, 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 slow, hold on, slow down for a second. You're breaking some news here. I want to go back to that incident. You're saying because her arrogance and kind of the, 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 the parents were beseeching her. The parents were almost like supplicants. She was like all powerful and all knowing. And you're saying that after this and after we had the exposure, she actually shut down her social media? Yes, she shut down her Facebook page. As of this morning, it's gone. And, um, you know, but we got those screenshots. So people, people get an idea of the types of woke people the Biden administration 
is empowering to take control over these families. Because when you watch the clip, I mean, arrogance is the perfect word. But beyond that, it's this tyrannical attitude. When a dad steps up in the room, a sailor, somebody who's serving our country, who's in Bahrain on deployment, worried about his kids and how they might be being undermined as parents by the military, she goes in and says, oh, well, you know, um, just like you're an advocate for your child, I'm an advocate for your child. And it's like, no, nobody signed up for that. We didn't ask you to be an advocate for our kids. There's no crime here. The parents have done nothing to have the government or the state step in to say, oh, no, we're now an authority over your child's health care, and we don't need to tell you what's going on. We're just going to talk to them about sex and all kinds of other things. I'm sure you're going to pull these uh, you know, documents up later that I shared with the show. You know, when you see the types of first questions they feel are appropriate to kids, some of these military doctors, it's absolutely insane. But this lady, you know, she's just a microcosm of a larger problem. And so the next report we got was from an army base in Hawaii who told us this was happening and they couldn't get their own child's records. And we verified this. They weren't able to get their own child's records. And their child had told them that they were talked to about some of these subjects. Okay. So then after that, I keep digging, 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 and we're able to track down policies showing that this is something in terms of the, you know, hiding of, of records of kids who are 12 and up. This was something that was going on DOD wide. The question is, are all doctors and administrators complying? Because I have privately heard from an administrator who told me that they just don't comply with it and that they're actually giving parents whatever records they have on their child. When you say comply, I want to. Well, by the way, that would be Schofield Barracks out at the, the historic Schofield Barracks out in uh, in Hawaii, the army army uh, installation there. When they say comply, well, here, here's one thing: we're gonna play the clip in a second, so people that maybe didn't see it the other day can get up speed on it. But here's what the fear is: it's much like you see in the schools here in the states, the public schools, where parents don't feel like they have that they're actually the decision maker. And particularly this thing of gender ideology or uh, the uh, about, um, uh, you know, a, a sexual contact or, or whatever, that they feel like the schools have actually taken the role of parents. And when, and when she said, yeah, I'm an advocate for your parent. Well, hold it, yo, I, I'm the parent. The kid doesn't need an advocate. <laughs> I'm the parent. It doesn't. What, what do you mean you're an advocate? And it gets into the whole gender ideology thing. So walk and we say comply. As you know it, what is the existing policy of DOD about when, when, when people are service personnel living in base housing or going to base schools, DOD-controlled schools, what is the policy as we know it? So the policy as we know it is that if you are 12 or older, your digital records are hidden entirely from your parents. They can't digitally request your records the way they used to be able to. And you can only request certain types of records in person. So there's a set of subjects they are not required to share with you. So if your child sets up an appointment, whether it's through the school or one of the other medical programs they have on base, and they ask for a pregnancy test from their doctor, they can make an appointment, ask for a pregnancy test, and you will not find out about it. If you go in person and request their full records, you're only going to get stuff that is outside of these sexual subjects. So if they have like an allergy or something like that, you know, say they have asthma, you could get that record, but you're not going to get records about uh, things that have to do with sexual identity or you know their sexual activity. If they have a sexually transmitted disease, if they got a pregnancy test, those types of things you will not be given access to at all after age 12. 
Landon, is this is this worse? That sounds almost worse than public schools. The public schools is is it district by district? I mean, is I haven't even heard of that being as bad in public schools. Maybe it is where twelve and older, the entire records are actually kept away from the parents. Is that normal practice in in just basic public schools in the country in the continental United States? Yes, Steve. So what we're looking at here is called mature minor doctrine. It's happened all over America. And if you watch this video, this woman was talking about how, as far as she knows, this goes back seven years, seven years in the military. So how long has this been going on in our schools and in states, very Democrat run states that have allowed this? It started in California, this mature minor doctrine. And what is mature minor doctrine? It's the ability for kids to consent. And if they can consent to changing their gender, sexuality, what else can they consent to? It is the transfer of power of parental rights to children and these facilitators enabling and coercing children into these certain outcomes. So this has been going on many years. Um, and so we're just now uncovering it. And this is what I uncovered uh, at the Nashville or the Pediatric Transgender Clinic uh, at Vanderbilt was exposing their mature minor doctrine. And here's the thing, no laws had to change for this to take place. So this is happening across America in even red states and parents have no idea because they're doing it under the guise of inclusivity and any other word and mechanism that they can use to get this in schools. Hang on, because one of the things we do here at the war room is nomenclature and then structure and process, because I know you guys have been all over this Vanderbilt situation. Mature minor doctrine, is that the concept we're trying to get? Mature minor doctrine. Yes. There's yes. no yes, law, I mean, how did this, is, is it, it well, is it a law? How did this actually get promulgated off of what? Because I, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought children were minors to 18 or some states 21, but 18 under the under the control of the parents, or at least the parents are, are you know, the, the kids don't have their individual consent. The parents actually have the consent. When did we get to a situation where that got moved to 12 years old? And how did that happen? Uh, Landon, let's start with you and then Robbie jump in. Sure, institutional capture. I mean, at every level, academia and also the medical institutions, at the highest level, they change their policies to allow uh, children to consent. And so now what we have in California is essentially schools that the Newsoms want to uh, convert schools into healthcare centers where children can go get pelvic exams without their parents ever finding out. They can get on hormones and puberty blockers without their parents ever finding out. This is the plan across America. And you know what they're gonna use uh, if you don't do it, they're going to lock parents up. These children are going to become wards of the state. It's already happening in California, Washington, Minnesota, and the list goes on. That's exactly right, Steve. You know, when you look at this entire gender ideology, that's sort of the new component added on to the mature minor doctrine. And so it's kind of like a very typical of these Marxist institutions, ideals, and people. They always do this in steps. You know, they want to push boundaries and they're waiting for any pushback. And if they get any pushback, they'll take a tiny little break and then they'll start pushing again. And so, you know, first step is, oh, we're going to get this mature minor doctrine because there's these crazy, you know, uh, situations that happen every once in a while where a child, you know, may need to be able to consent to something that is serious healthcare need, whatever, so on and so forth. And then it gets bastardized and used in a process like this. And now, you know, one of the other things I think we'll bring up later is some of these new policies they're trying to create based around gender identity that would allow for the military to pay for child transitions. You know, as you fuse all these things together, the picture starts to become very clear that we're looking at a situation similar to something like Oregon where, or Washington, where in Washington they just passed a bill 
that is going to tell parents, hey, if you don't transition your child, the state is going to take them, put them in a home of other trans kids, and we're going to get them their sex change. So if that's the road we're on, I think people need to be clear-eyed about it, and especially the people serving our country need to be clear-eyed about it, that this is the path essentially the military is walking down. The mature minor doctrine. Do you have, I want to, walk me through Oregon and Washington again. These are laws, are on, uh, these actually got passed and signed by the governor. This is actually the law in the state of Washington. Give me that again. In the state of Washington, yes. In Oregon, it's been proposed. So in Washington, they just passed this. It just got created into a law. Um, this is a big story, I think, on Friday. And so um, Washington is on there. California is at their final step of making this this same sort of law where they're going to say, essentially, we're overruling parental rights. If you don't agree to the gender transition, it's going to be considered some form of abuse. So this is something that you see the super hyper blue states creating. And you know what's interesting about it? You talk about mature minors or, or, or things along these lines. I don't know if you saw this clip. Uh, Representative Katie Porter was on Bill Maher's show uh, last week. I think it was on Friday. And she yes. got just absolutely yep. hammered by Piers Morgan and Bill Maher because they put her in a box where they asked her, you know, are our kids mature enough to make decisions about guns? She says, oh, no, kids are so immature. That's why, you know, you don't let them drink till they're 21 and so on and so forth. And then they go, well, you know, that's like the vast majority of people who voted for you were, were people who were between 18 and 21. And she goes, oh, I'm proud. I'm proud to have their vote. And they're like, so you're proud to have the vote of immature people. And then I, I got to thinking when I watched this clip, I go, she knows they're immature. She knows they can't even make the decision about drinking. Yet her party and herself support the idea of children being able to consent to changing their sex, which is not even possible. So they want to say it's, it's, it's capable of being able to make these decisions about pseudo-surgeries that pretend to do something they don't actually do. They can destroy your life and your biology. And it tells you something very clearly. It's not that they don't know this is wrong. They know it's wrong. It's that they're just totally okay with this evil because it increases their power. Once again, I, I'm going to play the clip here in a second from 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 Bahrain, and, and, but I, we're going to pull we're pulling some Katie Porter stuff right now. In the state of Washington, you got to you got to go slow with me on this because my head's blown up. Walk me through exactly what this legislation says, sir. Yeah, it's basically the state is mandating that it would now be legal for the state to kidnap children if the parents say we're not going to transition you. So pretend pretend you live in Washington. You've got a 15 year old child who says, you know, dad, mom, I've decided I'm a girl. I want to go get uh, hormones and I want to get uh, uh, surgeries and everything. I want to get a breast doctor. But hang, hang, hang on. But the, but, but the, the way the way they do this is they, they're talking to the school doctor. Is that how it initiates? Is this this is is the path to do this that they go to the school doctor? And they share this with the school doctor and the, and the schools make this decision or other other medical people they go to outside their parents purview make this decision. What, what's the what's the method of somebody says, oh, they came to me and then this is the path we're going to go down. It's insane, Steve. It can actually happen at multiple different places. So it can happen at school, it can happen with the school nurse, school counselor, it can happen with your doctor. If you get a private appointment with your doctor, because again, in a place like Washington, a child can make an appointment with a doctor without their parents consenting to it, and they can go to the doctor's appointment. You know, they just need to have transportation to do it. So if, say they're 16 and they lie to their parent and they go drive to this doctor's office, 
they can do it there. So you can do it at school, you can do it at the doctor's office or with a counselor or even with a teacher who then reports it to a counselor. So any one of these scenarios, it can go to this child is depressed or possibly suicidal because their parents won't transition them. And then the state steps in and they use something similar to a CPS type of uh, situation take the child and then they bring them into a home of other kids who believe that they're trans and then they do transitions, they allow the transgender care for all of them and take them through the entire process and essentially everything is quote, gender affirming. And when you see, you know, in one of these policy proposals from military doctors, they're actually, you know, saying that essentially confirming a child's gender, okay, so if your child is born a boy, and they suddenly say they want to be a girl and you confirm their gender that that is conversion therapy to confirm that they were in fact the sex they were born as okay whereas i think in reality we all understand that converting means you're converting from something to something so real conversion therapy is what these pseudo doctors and scientists are advocating for which is changing a naturally born boy to something they can never be which they think is a a woman and that's something I think, again, when you talk about the Democrats and their success on all this stuff, you have to understand, you know, legislation and lawfare have been their greatest weapons. And if we don't start utilizing the same things and doing things to make this much harder for them, like, say, creating legislation that defines conversion therapy as this so-called gender affirming care so that under the color of the law, conversion therapy is what it actually is, converting a child from a boy to you know, going through this transition process to a girl. So I think all of these things are so many tools we can use and legislate to just make this so much more difficult for blue states, especially on a federal level when we get into 2024. If we've got Trump in the White House and we've got you know the majorities to do it, we need to have an all out assault with legislation to make this impossible for blue states to continue abusing children. Look. Let me, uh, I tell you what, I'm going to play the entire clip because I want the audience to see this of Bahrain to end this segment. So I got about a minute. And Landon, I want to ask you, is they just, the New York Times just had this big article on, 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 on Terry. We had them on the show on Monday uh, about how this is galvanizing the right. Do you believe that the, we got a minute, do you believe the rhinos are establishment Republicans as up on this? Or is this one of those things they don't want to touch? Because I'm not. I'm seeing it from people like yourselves that are activists that are engaged in saving people's lives. I see it from the Terry Schillings of the world. I'm not seeing that from the overall Republican establishment. Am I missing it? Is it are they 100% in on this too, to back this? Well, at this point, turning away and refusing to acknowledge this problem, this exploitation of children is, is complicity in this problem. Um, luckily, you know, our persistence and other activists and people who care about this issue, due to that persistence, we were able to get our lawmakers to act um, and to protect children in the state of Tennessee, which is why so many children, uh, you know, are, are now able to be protected in our state. Now, other states are trying to, you know, adopt similar legislation. Some are successful, some are not. But it's really uh, separating the wheat from the chaff of who is caring about this issue, who is willing to stand up and protect children. We're talking about child mutilation. We're talking about life long dependency on big pharma. We're yeah. talking about coercion and force to force children into this uh, situation where they, they cannot survive yeah. without these hormones and, and puberty blockers for <laughs> risk in their health. Hang on, hang on a second. Let me play the clip in Bahrain. I'm going to bring you guys back after the break. Let's go, let's go to the tape and see Bahrain. Besides that PHQ-9 at 12 years old, we're also doing a heads 
interview. HEADS is an interview, it's an uh, acronym, H-E-A-D-S-S-S. -S -S. We go into the three S's. One of them is safety, and that's as simple as, oh, are you wearing your bike helmet when you ride your skateboard or ride your bike? Do you wear your seatbelt? You're welcome, safety. <laughs> but then the next S goes into suicide, and I am asking, that question. Do you have thoughts of hurting or killing yourself? And the last S is a subject that no parent wants to talk to their kid about. Sex. But it's happening. You don't want to know about it, but it's happening. Even here in Bahrain. But this generation is definitely more open with experiencing and, uh, and experimenting. And so I ask those tough questions. Do you identify as a male, female, non-binary? You, if you had a crush on someone, is it a male or a female? Do you have a significant other? And yes, I'm asking them if they are having sex. <laughs> At 12 years old, 12 years old, not the clinic policy, not AOR policy. It is Big Navy, Humed, DHA. At 12 years old, parents cannot look at their children's medical records online. Yep. At 15 or 16, because it depends on state law, but that is on average, that's the most, the biggest time, it's 15 or 16 years old. There are four things a child can come into clinic without and schedule their own appointment and we don't have to tell their parents. Mental health, so anxiety, depression. I do have, a, I'm a mandatory reporter, so I do have to tell parents about any thoughts or plans to kill someone else, someone else and themselves. But just regular anxiety, depression, I can see them without telling their parents. It's gonna hurt some people. Birth control birth control, we can have those conversations with the kids. How important is it that you have that open rapport with your kids so you can talk to them before they're coming to their PCL? What goes along with that? Pregnancy tests. 15, 16 year old, they can come in for a pregnancy test and we do not have to alert their family. And lastly, sexually transmitted infections. When did this policy of preventing parents from being able to access their minor children's medical records start? I'm not sure of when it happened online. So the question was, when did it start on uh, not allowing uh, parents to see minor children's medical records? I'm not sure. I've been a practicing provider for six years and that's as far as I've known that it's been the case that you're not allowed to see once you're 12 years old. You can come into clinic and you can request those records, but you can't get it online. So it's just only online? So if a parent wants to come in and find out what's going on with their children's quote unquote care, mm -hmm. they have full access to those medical records and the providers can't hide any of that or keep these conversations secret from the parents. If they come in. And I would also, I would definitely recommend. So when they come in for any of these concerns and their parents don't know, I encourage them, I build that rapport and I encourage them to talk to their parents. Because then think about it. If they <clears> have that trust that provider, and then you're coming in and getting their medical records, 
you're breaking that trust. You're not building that trust with that child. So the only issue I have with that, they're a minor child. They're not of consenting age, correct? So if we're sitting there, I'm, I'm, I can. So I don't understand how, like, because I I have a 17 year old and almost 12 year old, and I've been never been notified of this policy until I just heard about it the other day. And personally, I think it's absolutely abhorrent that medical professionals will keep that kind of information from parents, especially if there's like you know some kind of pregnancy or especially some kind of STI or anything like that, and especially when it comes to gender. There's so many things that are poisoning our kids' minds on social media when it comes to this gender ideology, and then medical professionals are now no longer required to disclose that kind of information to parents, I think is absolutely important, disgusting. As a parent, if someone kept that kind of information from me, and I don't know if you can tell, but I am shaking right now because I am furious, that you would sit there and think that it's okay to hide that kind of information from a parent a minor child, because I'll tell you what, that is absolutely important to me. And if I ever find out that my child is going through this issue and I wasn't notified, I will go after every single person's medical license that had anything to do with my child, because I will, I will do anything to keep my children safe. So I think it's absolutely disgusting. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. Just like you are an advocate for your child, I am an advocate for your child. And so when they come in and they disclose that information, sometimes I'm the first person that they have told. And that has happened here in Bahrain. I'm the first person that they've given that information. And so then we have a discussion. I have that rapport with them. If they are open enough to tell me that information, then we talk about, hey, I really think you should talk to your parents. I really think they would be able to help you. And, but then there are parents that don't want to hear it. They're very closed-minded, and they don't want to hear it. And that's why they keep those secrets. And that's why we have teenage suicides. So you're saying that you're the child, the minor child, someone who can't consent to anything, who's not a legal adult. You're saying that minor child, they have, and the medical quote-unquote medical professional has more rights than the parent over that child. That's what that's the that's the Navy's policy. I would encourage you to talk to your child. That's not what I asked you, ma'am. I'm asking you, according to this policy. Again, policy. I didn't make it. I, I'm, not, I'm not accusing you, ma'am. I'm, I'm simply calling out the Navy that the policy gives more rights or, or circumvents a parent's rights to know, is what you're saying. That's the Navy's official policy. Yes. All right. Any other questions? Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. I admit it. I don't make the best food choices. The CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. And it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat. It's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens at your next doctor's visit. If your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order, plus get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier, you will look healthier, you will act healthier. Fieldagreens.com, promo code Bannon, do it today.
the the response on guns, everything but this, okay? I want to get back to the heart of it. And the Vanderbilt thing, the thing you guys let. Let's go ahead and rip. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, it doesn't get any more disturbing than this. The audience knows this is not my line of country, but like uh, like Landon and uh, Robbie Starbuck has said, it's kind of been forced. It's kind of been forced on people as this thing is so controversial. You just saw it in Bahrain. Remember, I was a naval officer for seven years, seven and a half years, and uh, spent time on my destroyer in the Persian Gulf, in the in the uh, Arab- North Arabian Sea. And the Patriots at their forward deployed to think that would happen. I mean, you heard the, you heard the really the agony and angst in, in, in the sailor's voice. Just, and they're so dictatorial, so arrogant. Landon and Robbie, I want to go closer to home now. Here, here's the thing. You, you ended, Landon, talking about, you know, the work you guys have been doing and how you putting this to the forefront and not wanting big pharma to, to basically control these people's lives. You guys have been at the forefront of what's going on and making sure you set things right there out there in Tennessee. We just had a couple of weeks ago, the attack by one of these people on the covenant school and the Christian school clearly targeted with a manifesto. We haven't seen the manifesto. We've been, you know, yelling about it here. We haven't seen the manifesto. Uh, Von Harriet was on NBC the other day at the NRA convention in Indianapolis and saying Trump was going to Nashville the other day, and he actually stated where you just had this shooting, you've had the huge thing in, in, the, in, the, in the Tennessee legislature about guns, and he made the comment that there hasn't been any uh, motive uh, ascertained for the shooting at Covenant, at, at, at Covenant School, but you know it's all about the guns. What is going on? Isn't the central beating heart of a lot of these issues? Exact this thing with the drugs, this thing with the gender ideology and the gender affirming care that is supposed to be getting from physicians, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. And one one thing that's interesting is that not only did they not point out that this was motivated, a religious uh, motivated attack um, against Christians, but also the the shooter um, was on hormones, was transitioning. So when you put a female on high levels of testosterone, their rates of aggression, of mental instability, of impulsivity are dramatically and exponentially increasing. And that is extremely dangerous. Um, and so none of those things were talked about because it's all about controlling the narrative, which is why you know the work that we do and that you do, Steve, and so many others is so important to get this news out to people so that they understand what the truth is and we can take the actions necessary to stop another unnecessary shooting. Landon, if, if the testosterone is the thing, how can, how can that even happen by physicians that these people are not so closely monitored? First of all, obviously, we don't agree it should be done anyway, but if they're going to try to do it before we can shut it down, how can those people not be so closely monitored as not to have any interaction with society or because they're obviously a potential to be dangerous? How can that even happen? <laughs> 
Well, this ideology itself is the Wild West. The ones in charge of regulating themselves are the ones coming up with this crackpot science that is completely unscientifically backed. And there are no long-term safety studies whatsoever. And the studies that we do have show that the majority of children who are allowed to go through puberty desist. That means they don't transition. So what we're seeing actually is a coordinated social contagion to, to coerce children into this dangerous path of pharma dependency and of irreversible surgeries and interventions that actually render their risks more harmful uh, to commit atrocities like this, to commit violence against themselves um, and others, and also to exacerbate their comorbidities, their other psychological conditions that most of these children have um, in worsening those. So, you know, th th there's so much misinformation about what actually is happening to these children. These children are victimized by this, and it starts with the indoctrination and the propaganda they're receiving in schools. And I'll remind you, Steve, just last week, they arrested another person who I think they're trans, they're on hormones, and they were plotting mass shootings at Christian churches and Christian schools. And they just arrested that person in Colorado. So this is not an isolated deal. This is something we're sadly going to see more of. And when you look at this whole situation with the hormones, I want to draw this back to the military perspective. So I did an interview with a guy named Chris Beck. Chris did 13 tours. He's one of the most highly decorated Navy SEALs of all time, special operator, done incredible, crazy things in his life, okay? Chris was used by the DOD and by the Democratic Party and its media machine to sell this idea of transitioning because when he was having an identity crisis, largely due to his service and the trauma associated to it, they used that to try to tell him he was in the wrong body. And it took one appointment, one 30-minute appointment for them to hand him hormones, okay? 30 minutes, that's it. And then a doctor who is employed by the DOD convinced him in a meeting at a bar that they could make money doing a book and getting him on CNN and telling the world that he was actually a girl. And they used somebody who was in a state of crisis at their lowest low and they used it to sell this ideology. And I want people to remember that. Chris ended up coming out on my show this year. It's got millions of views, it's our number one uh, viewed episode. And it was incredible. It went all over the world. And I'll give Fox credit. I mean, I, I criticize them a lot because they're still using pronouns uh, of trans people, which I think is totally inappropriate. Um, but they did run this story. Ho, on ho, every ho, 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 slow down. Slow, slow, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean Fox is using pronouns? What, what is this? Fox is respecting the pronouns of people who say, so if I say I'm a girl, Fox will call me a she in an article. That's, that's, that's their policy now. Wow. So I've seen it a number wow. of times there where they, they use this. And so I don't respect that, but they did push this story about Chris everywhere. And it was powerful to have him come out and say, look, this was all psychological abuse. This is not okay. This cannot happen to children. Nothing I just went through in my life and the side effects and everything that has helped to destroy my, my life should ever happen to a child. And it should never happen in one 30 minute, 30 minute appointment. I mean, that's just ludicrous. But that's what they were doing at the but VA, it, it, 30 minutes, he got hormones. I'm, I'm a I'm going to toss this ball to you two guys and walk. Through. I want to put up all as you walk through, if, if Memphis can put through the articles, go ahead and take it on your DOD, because I know you got some very specific things you want to talk about. I want to make sure all the audience has access to information, because I think for people that don't follow this closely, it's it's so shocking. It's like, how do you even get your head around it? So, so Brandon, Landon and, uh, and Robbie, just walk us through the, these articles and what's going on, on the DOD side. 
Absolutely. So um, I'm not sure which one you guys have first, so I'm just going to dive into what each one of them says. So the first one is just the actual policy showing on paper that they are hiding these records once they're 12 or older. But one of the other articles that we've got here that we've brought to you guys is one that is written by uh, military doctors who are advising on policy for the future on transgender care. And uh, you'll see actually in the one they've got up on screen right now, these are first questions they suggest. These are military doctors suggesting for the HEADS program, which you hear the lady in Bahrain refer to saying, we use the HEADS program. This is uh, first questions they recommend that they ask kids 12 and older. Um, and one of them is, have you messaged photos or texts that you have later regretted? How often do you view pornography or nude images and video online? Um, and they ask them things along the lines of their sexual history and asking them how many sex partners they have. They specifically ask them, do you like boys or girls so that they leave it open in case they consider themselves gay or bi or non-binary? The doctor wants to know that. They ask them if they've engaged in risky sexual behaviors, things along those lines. So they're going hold, hold, into- Hold it, hold it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time, time, time every second. And these are 12 year old children that can be as young as 12 get asked these questions is this is what 12 you're and up about? get the head questions 12 and up get the heads questions and so they, 12 they year olds will, 12, hold it 12 year olds will, 12, 12 year olds 12 year olds will be asked this by military doctors and and on 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 installments they'll be asked these questions by military away from their parents that, that thing you just saw is written by military doctors, and the, that's the HEADS program. So this is actually referred to when you zoom out on the document, it says this is first questions, okay? So this is just the first sort of uh, introductory icebreaker things that they're asking kids, okay? Um, and so it, 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 you can only imagine gets worse from here as these appointments go on. And you can even see, you know, when she talks in the Bahrain video about how they sort of have to um, you know, get these kids to answer. She says, well, how do we do that? We nag them. That's what she says in the video. She's very honest about it. That's the one thing I'll give the lady. But you see now in this slide that's up, these are some of the sexual questions. They say, are your sexual activities in Okay? I, I want you to think about that. They're, that means they're asking kids, are you having fun? Is this pleasurable for you? And I would like to know, what the heck does that have to do, number one, with their health? Number two, what purpose does it have for a doctor to ask this question? Number three, why the heck would any parent be okay with a doctor asking this question? And number four, a 12-year-old shouldn't be having sexual activities with anybody, okay? That should be like very first thing. The fact that somebody conceived of this, but you see it gets worse and worse as you go down this list. It's almost unbelievable when you read this, that these are questions they feel are appropriate to ask a child, and not only appropriate, but these are first questions. Okay. Okay, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have a podcast and a radio audience, too. There's a lot of people that, we, and look, the, the vast audience watches it on live and, and watches on streaming or one of the channels we're on, but there's a lot of, so I wanted you to read some of the questions, because I, I, people can see it, they're watching it, but people in the podcast and radio can't see it. I want you to be very specific. Read yeah, some, so of here's some of these questions. I, I mean, I'm dumbfounded. Have you ever been touched sexually in a way that you didn't want? How many sexual partners have you had altogether? Have you ever been raped? Have you ever been forced or pressured into doing something you didn't want to? Have you ever sent unclothed, aka nude, photos of yourself via email or on the internet? 
Have any of your relationships been violent? Boys, have you ever gotten someone pregnant or worried that you might have? What are you using for birth control? What are your safety methods? Do you use condoms every time you have intercourse? What gets in the way of it? Have you ever had a sexually transmitted infection or worried that you might have one? These are the types of questions that they're asking. Have you been in a romantic relationship? Are you interested in boys, girls, both? Not sure yet? Are you attracted to anyone right now? Tell me about your sexual life. Those are the questions they're asking kids. This is unbelievable. And, and correct me if I'm wrong from the Byrain tape. The parents don't get to see the answers here. The parents don't have, this is, what do you call it, Landon? the mature minor doctrine. The parents of these children can't review these answers. That's correct. Um, and in some cases, I think we're still discovering, you know, there might be some isolated examples of where they can go in person to maybe get that. But anything sensitive regarding STIs, uh, gender protected classes of what they, you know, have done with, with identity, sexual identities, they're going to keep uh, hidden unless it's a mandatory reporting situation where if there's evidence of sexual abuse, they are required to report that. Um, but the interesting thing is you read all those questions. The underlying belief here that these people believe is that a child has the ability to consent. And so they believe that they can have private sexual conversations about kids' sexual pleasure that we're talking about here, and they're them sending nudes and spending time online and their relationships without parents ever finding out. Not only that, but they can help them facilitate their gender transition, their sex changes via puberty blockers that will render them chemically castrated for life, um, lifelong dependency on big pharma without parents ever knowing. So they believe that children can consent. They can not only consent to these life-altering, irreversible medical procedures, but to sex. They believe children can consent to sex and they are willing to facilitate that and not report it to parents to intervene to protect their children because that's ultimately what they believe. Yeah, that's where these ideologues are going, Steve. I mean, it's very clear. Let me ask you, I know we got more DOD thing, but I want to get, I've only got seven minutes and I want to focus on solutions. I want to go back because I'm sure it's the first time most of this audience has heard it at this level. The mature minor doctrine, define that again for me because I want to figure, we're going to help the audience figure out what the solution is. The mature minor doctrine is basically saying the child has consent and the parent does not. How did that originate? In what states is this being, is this all 50 states, not just the military, is this all 50 states, is it just California and Illinois and some of these crazy, Washington state, or is it promulgated no, so throughout this, the nation? Let's is... start with Landon. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. Well, it's definitely, right. I mean, it definitely started in California and in Washington, um, these policies, right? And so we talked about earlier how they don't necessarily need to change laws. They've enacted these policies under the guise of health care and education. And they re redefine terms. Uh, this is, you know, language contamination and manipulation, safe and abuse. And if they can redefine those terms, now what's abuse is not affirming the gender or the sexuality or a child's right to access sexual information and gender information. And this is coming from a place that is a global effort to give children their own rights, sexual rights via education, sexual rights via health care. So that's the mechanism that this mature minor doctrine hides in. They use it as language. It's not something you can look up, mature minor doctrine, and a clear definition is going to come up. 
This is the surreptitious way they've allowed children to consent and for the state to take power from the parent. So it is it is defined differently in each state, but essentially the, the most basic definition I can give you is it is granting rights to the child and taking rights from the parent. However, even in Tennessee, we actually still operate under a form of mature minor doctrine where once a kid reaches, I believe it's 14, they're entitled to keep certain conversations private from their parents at the doctor's office and an ability to make appointments. So this is something we're working on in our own state to Hold get whoa, 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 whoa. The Tennessee legislature thought the most MAGA. Are you telling me in Tennessee at 14, a child can get a cab or get an Uber and go to a doctor's office, make an appointment and have a conversation with a doctor and the parents don't, the parents at yeah. 14 years old don't have full access to those records? Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, it's it's like this in a lot of red states, and that's why I've kind of focused in on making sure people know about this, because this should be an easy lift for us in red states to get rid of these doctrines and to make it very clear under the color of the law that parents are entitled to all records up until 18, that there are no secret conversations. When, you know, and I think when you say an easy lift, when you say an easy lift, somebody's making money out of this, a lot of money. The big far, you saw this at Vanderbilt, big pharma, the medical industry. I don't think there's any easy lifts because there's this is in for a reason besides the radical yeah. ideology. Also, somebody's somebody's economically benefiting from this and it's not the parents. So 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 what do people need to do first off to go get more information? But number two, like in Tennessee, these other places, what is the call to action? What do people need? Because I'll be honest, I, I kind of cover this, but I didn't know at this level of detail. My head's blown up. My head blew up the other day when you had the Navy stuff on here, but this is obviously much deeper. And I know now that a lot of people are coming to the parents' rights thing and understanding it's much deeper than just CRT. It's much deeper than just kids can't read it and they're not teaching them to read. Uh, it's it's, I'll, it's I'll, something I'll, insidious in this, and you guys are unearthing. On, on, on so where do people go and how do people combat this? I'll, I'll be honest. I get a lot of credit because I have the large social media following and stuff, but Landon's organization, freedomforever.us, they're leading a lot of this fight. I mean, I don't know any other orgs who are actually digging into this and trying to get to the bottom of where these things start and how to end them and how to fix them and then going and doing the work of organizing to try to stop them. So that's a great place for people who want to get involved and do something or just donate if you don't have the ability to spend time, you know, with your actual, you know, family working on this and volunteering your time. That's one place to start. But again, if you just want to follow it, get more info, both of us on social media are constantly sharing it. You know, I would encourage everybody to take the 10 minutes to email and call their state representatives, okay? Not your people who are in DC, because frankly, they're kind of useless on a lot of this stuff. I would start with your state legislators. However, if you have another 10 minutes, reach out to your federal ones, because there is one thing we could do that I think could be very effective. We're negotiating a budget right now, right, Steve? So we can defund specific programs within the military and specific initiatives. I think that we could creatively write into the budget a mechanism that would force the military to defund this type of training, this type of, you know, uh, policy when it comes to kids. I think there's things we will can you, do there in the budget. Here's, here's what I want to do. I want to talk to you guys offline and have you come back. I want to be detailed on, on the budget thing because we can get you into the budget fight. I've only got a couple of minutes, but Landon. Just your site. Walk through what people, when they go, what should they? What we're trying to do is immerse people in this information. You get mature yes. minor doctrine into into the MAGA mind, and they're going to, hey, what are you talking about? This is insanity, and we're going to stop it. So where do they go, Landon, 
We just want to immerse people right now in information. Where do they yes. go? Thank you. Absolutely. Freedomforever.us is my nonprofit. We're the only nonprofit combating all forms of child exploitation in the United States. So all the issues that maybe other nonprofits are afraid to talk about or touch on, including the medical exploitation of children via gender ideology, we are addressing those. We're also the only nonprofit in the state of Tennessee addressing this gender uh, travesty that's happening to children and the medical exploitation of them. So we also have incredible resources to assist parents from everything from the pornographic books in school to how to combat gender ideology, warfare and propaganda, um, real facts, real scientific studies, resources for parents. And the last thing I would say is for parents that are watching this, talk to your children about what kind of questions they're going to be asked at school. You should be talking to them about body safety. Nobody has the right, not a crazy man on the street and not a teacher or anyone to ask your child about their sexual pleasure. And if that's happening, we need to be willing to stand up and remove our children from toxic environments, seek to groom them and sexualize them. We have power as parents and we need to reclaim it. We need a parenting revolution to get our children out of these exploitive and harmful environments. And we have the right as parents to ask anyone, a counselor, a therapist, a doctor, a lawyer, a uh, teacher at school, what they're going to be talking to our children about specifically. Do they have the power to keep secrets from us? If so, what kind of secrets? We have to be engaged and involved or our children will not be protected. Robbie, real quickly, what's the social media? What's your two handles people go to? At Robbie Starbuck, R-O-B-B-Y Starbuck, and at Lane and Starbuck on all platforms. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.